the copyrighted program created for the Rio Grande Oil Company. Oakland Police calling all cars, attention all cars, wanted for murder. The man described as follows. Medium bill, has black hair, Average motor, you will drive your car approximately 10,000 miles during 1937. Police cars of Los Angeles will each travel 80,000 miles during 1937. Any kind of gasoline will get you over 10,000 miles if you buy enough of it, but any kind of gasoline will not give you the remarkable performance police cars get. Rio Grande Craft is the gasoline of police car performance. Los Angeles police cars are used exclusively year after year. This is likewise true of Oakland, Berkeley, Fresno, Santa Barbara, San Diego, Orange County, San Diego County, Maricopa County, Arizona, and many, many other cities and counties. Yes, more police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and other emergency equipment use Rio Grande Crack gasoline wherever it is sold than any other brand. This is because it is cracked into tiny atoms by the famous patented Sinclair cracking process. These broken up atoms burn more readily and more completely. You get quicker starting and greater power just as police cars do. And you need less the abandoned crash property when you travel 10,000 miles. Don't be satisfied during 1937 with slow burning, sluggish Japanese. Make it a year of flashing police car performance. Start tomorrow using Rio Grande Crash Gasoline. Ask your nearest independent Rio Grande dealer. It's our pleasure at this time to present once again Chief Cody Walman of the Oakland Police Department, who will speak to you from our studios at KSFO in San Francisco. Chief Walman. Good evening. Tonight, calling all cars brings you another story from the files of the Oakland Police Department. A story of one more individual who thought that he could commit a crime and get away with it. That he was wrong, you will hear for yourself a little later. Right now, I would like to point out how vitally important it is to you, as citizens, to cooperate with your police force in every way. A great many people have the idea that a policeman it's just a man with a badge who stands on the corner lying in wait to give you a ticket for party. A man who has nothing better to do than to direct you to the curb when you violate some traffic law and give you a citation to appear in court. And you don't like it. You feel angry about it. But if you stop and reflect, didn't you feel just the same way about your instructor in school? Yet now that you're out of school, you realize your lessons were very valuable after all. The point that I am trying to bring out tonight is the policeman is a person who dedicates his life to advise and protect you. When he stops, questions, or arrests you, it's because you're doing something that may endanger your own life or property 
or that of someone else's life, limb, or property. He is performing his sworn duty as a peace officer. So when you think of the police, think of them not as your enemies, but as your friends. In closing, may I say good night and a happy and prosperous new year to all. September 1934. Patrolman O'Brien of the Oakland Police Department, detailed to the city park, walked illegally deep along the edge of a small pool filled with water lilies. To his way of thinking, this is the perfect day. Warm, clear, nothing to worry about, more than keeping people off the ground. But as he rounds the train in the winding park pathways, he gives a strangely discordant note. The sound of a child sobbing. His curiosity aroused, Patrolman O'Brien decides to investigate. Here, 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 now. What's all this crying about, young fella? Oh, now, now, hold on a minute. This is no way for the big lad like you to be carrying on. Where's your mother? You don't know. Well, then, then you must be lost, is that it? Oh, well, well, now, now, come on, now. You'll never find him this way. Now, now, I'll tell you what. You, you'll be after stopping that car in there, and, and, and I'll take you to look for your bed. You'll probably be around here somewhere. Well, nevertheless, I, I think we can find him, all right. That is, if, if you stop that car, it doesn't mean look for him. Hey, hey, hold it here. Is that any way to ask? You say all right, and let me listen to you. Okay, now wait a minute here. You say what you said about. Well, for the love of a note. Been down here with the kids, he said. No, 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 hold it still here until I get this off and see what it says. Oh, he did, eh? Oh, Ronald Tanner, 2336, Hell Hill Road. Is that your name? Ronald? Oh. And your daddy's been defending the way today. Well, uh, I'll tell you what I, I'd better do, Ronald. I think we'll uh, take a walk over here to the patrol box and, and find the sergeant about this. Maybe he can help find your daddy. Oh, that. All right, good enough. Uh, and, and, and if the sergeant says so, maybe you'll get a ride in the police car. Now, who'd you like that? Yeah. All right, then, dry your eyes and let's get going. Oh, well. <laughs> and as a result of the phone call, little Ronald does get a ride in a police car. Driving him to the address found on him, radio car officers finding no one home, and decide to leave him in the yard, where his parents will find him upon the return home. Then, after reporting into the station, they resume their patrol. Late the same afternoon, George Soderbergh. A reporter on the Oakland Tribune, his photographer companion Edward Rogers, living with a lost child incident, decided to go out and tell the road address and got a human interest on. But when they arrived there, they are met with a strange scene. Three small children huddled on the front porch. A girl of eleven, a boy of about six, and little Ronald, the reason for their being there. Looks like a reception committee, Ed. Yeah, maybe the other two heard we were going to shoot pictures and hurried over. 
Always a sinner, thank you, Brown. Why not? Maybe you got something like that. Come on, let's see what the huddle's about. Okay. Where are you from? I don't know. Is this little Ronald? Yes. How did you know his name? Well, I'll tell you what. If I tell you how I knew uh, Ronald's name, can we get a picture of him? What for? For the papers. Oh. Well, could you tell me where Mommy and Daddy are? No, I'm afraid not. You see, that's what we came out here for. To see them and to get a story about Ronald having been lost in the park. Lost in the park? When? Today. He, uh, he was found there with a note pinned on him with his name and address on it. That's how we came to know about him. Well, but where's Mommy then? Or Daddy? This is beginning to sound like a Chinese puzzle, George. You shut up. Look, little girl, who are you? Francis Thomas. Ronald's my little brother. And this little man is your brother, too? Mm-hmm. That's Bobby. Now, maybe you'd better tell us where you came from uh, this afternoon. It's amazing. A daddy came to school, and he gave me 50 cents and told me to take Bobby to his school. He said he didn't want us to come home for lunch either to get it at school. So you went to a movie, and then what happened? Well, we came home and, and found Ronald here in the yard all around. He was crying. Well, what was he crying about? God, he's so white. Oh, and Paul. What did you expect to find on it? I found a note on the door, but it didn't say where Mommy was. Have you got it? Yes, sir. It's still on the door, there. Now, wait a minute, till I see what it says. Gone for the day. It's a great help. Gone for the day. Something we didn't know. Look, Ed, I think you'd better see if we can get into the house and take a look around. It's getting too cold out there for these kids anyway. All right, with me, it's too cold for even a photographer. Could you help us get in? Mm-hmm. We'll do our best, young lady. You just try to keep Ronald under control, and Mr. Rogers and I will show you the picture help breaking. Right, a dead correct. Now, the first thing to do is try the door. See if it's locked, you know. It's I case it is. Right. Now, if I were a fireman, I might be tempted to use an axe in the door, but not being a fireman, I won't. Look, George, uh, what would you think about skipping the narrative and just sort of getting in the house, huh? Oh, you don't like my little lecture. No, I don't. All right, I'm not so fond of it myself. Come on, let's look around by the back door. The flat, and I think you might be justified in removing it from the change. Yeah, sure, anything you say. Only will you stop sounding like a reporter trying to write a novel and get underway, I'm beginning to turn to ice. Accordingly, the two men, accompanied by three small figures, make a complete journey around the house, buying windows, doors, anything that might afford a means of entrance. And finally, as a last resort, they decide to unhinge the back door. Got it. Put it down over here. Now, let's see what we can do about moving the place warm. I don't know where the lights turn on, mister. Good. Suppose you need to go in and turn them on. Sure. There is something. I've got a funny idea. These kids are on the raw end of a family walk on That's because you're a reporter. Probably find they took a drive and had a flat tire or something. Matter of fact, we'll probably get shot as burglars. Here they are. You can come in now. Okay. Thanks. Come on, Ed. Hey, what in the name of all of this? Uh, is this the way your house always looks? Oh, no, sir. I never saw everything all upset like this. My mommy kept it neat always. Well, look, you better stay back here with your brothers while we take a look. Take a look in the front yard. Oh. Uh, I'll tell you later. Will you do that for me now? Oh, all right. Come on. 
Thus, within 12 hours of the crime, every available bit of police machinery is set into motion. Every police identification bureau in the United States notified and set for the record. And in less than 36 hours, Chief Wallman begins to get results. Oh, just stepping up on the man who works for you, Louis Tanner. You know him? Tanner? 
Sure, sure. No, him all right. And he isn't around here today, is he? No. Matter of fact, he didn't show up at all this morning. Funny, too, on the camp of he's uh, most of the time right here on the job. He must be sick or something. Oh, now, that's too bad. He sort of hoped to have a little chat with him. Of course, if he's sick. Well, I guess we'll have to make it another time. He, he wasn't looking for him for any particular reason, was it? No, just wanted to talk to him. But if he shows up, you might get a call at the police station. Just say that Ken is back to work, and he'll get the message. Sure, sure, sure thing. I imagine he'll be back tomorrow or so. Oh, fine. And incidentally, uh, you don't have to mention the fact that we were here. Mm. That is, in case he does come back. Yeah. We want to surprise him. That right, Thomas? Huh? Oh, sure. Yeah, that's right. Surprise him. Well, then, I'll let you know when he comes back. That's fine. Come on, yeah. Thomas. Let's get back to town. Well, so long. Come back sometime when I can the place. Hey, what's the idea of paying James to that old bird, Evan? Telling him that he didn't want Ken for any particular reason. Just an idea. Thought maybe if he kept in the dark, he might possibly know where Tanner was and let us know. Oh, we can never tell when people are going to do funny things. However, don't think anything will come of this trip. Come on, let's jump off. Okay, what's stopping us? <laughs> Place after place, and no sign is found of the missing killer. The sets are picked up by alert policemen in every city, questioned, turned loose again when they have proved their identity. Hours stretch on into the beginning of the second day. Each tiny lead is run down before being discarded. And as the second day gives way tonight, Lewis Tanner is still at large. All that night and the following week, outbound ships are taken from stem to stern for four ways, answering the description of a hundred men. Although many ships devote their human cargo for inspection, Tanner is not among any of them. It is nearly two years later. In Oakland, the once indignant citizens have forgotten the people Tanner's playing. Newspapers have long since switched the focus of their attention to other things, to the news of the day. Only the Oakland police force still remember the crime and continue their efforts towards finding their man. Efforts have begun to seem futile as the months drive by. And in Seattle, Washington, Eddie Swanson, 13-year-old sister youth, and a young companion, drugged wearily along a wind-swept street. Coats, sweating tie against the bite of a bit of cold February night. Their thoughts run into the far-off summer more quickly. As they round the corner near Eddie's home, they pass one of the many struggling lines of human galleries, waiting for a free handout in the red line. In the glare from an overhead street lamp, Isaac's faces reflect their owner's thoughts. I swear I heard nothing. Fascinated by the sight, Eddie stands his face and turn. His 13-year-old imagination painting multicolored pictures in his mind. Suddenly he stopped. Gazing for an instant of the face that seems vaguely familiar. Eyes to place him. Waiting to do so, he resumes his walking and a few blocks later reaches his own home. As he starts from the door, his memory suddenly flashes a message. Galvanizes his body into instant action. Police hold nonsense. You're always thinking something of the 
Now put those silly things away and get ready for dinner. Here, I got it. I got the right one, Mom. Oh, you don't have to get so excited about it. We'll be back later, Mom. Gotta go now. But your dinner is almost ready. You can. Well, I can't yet, but I gotta get to the police station first. Go on. And in less than five minutes, at the police station. Hurry up. I got a man you're looking for. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Take it easy, son. You bust if you aren't careful. Yeah, I know, but this fellow's standing in a bread line. And if you don't hurry and get there fast, you'll be gone again. Let me see that picture you got there. Here, here you are. I had him with Detective Magazine. Wanted for murder. Hmm. You sure this is the man you saw? Of course I am. I wouldn't forget a face that easy. All right, son. Show me the man in the bread line. I'll take a chance on you being right. Oh, don't worry, sir. I'm right. You see? I'm a detective, too. Oh. Only not like you. I am got a bag. Well, if this is the right man, we'll see if we can do about that. Come on, let's go. Following Eddie Swanson, amateur sleuth, Captain Yoder finds himself running to the windswept street, wondering if perhaps he isn't the victim of a useful prank. But at last, they reach the bread line, and after a moment's hesitation, Eddie points a thin finger at one man. Then points back to the picture. You see? Yeah, I see all that. Did what I want? It's far from it, son. You should have cut on the nose. Listen to me carefully. I want you to stay right here in the shadow. I walk up to this man, watch what happens. And if anything goes wrong, you speed it out as fast as your legs will carry into the station and tell the sergeant. Understand? Yes, sir. You think he might try to get away? Well, I think there's a very good chance of it. So you stay over here. Now, those are orders, understand? Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. All right, Tanner, put out your hands. What? You heard me. Pick out your hands and make it hey, hey, Wait a minute, mister. I get you a cop from the list of you. I'm going to on me. It's not going to make you stick my hands. Listen, Tanner. I'm telling you once more to stick out your hands and be quiet. And this is the last time I'm going to. Oh, please. What have I got to worry about? Well, you can't turn any on me. I don't have to. You've already turned yourself. Now, are you going to walk back to the station quietly with me, or do I have to drag you? Shoot yourself. I'll walk. Good. That's the first my thing you've done yet. Come on. But once back in Captain York's office, the man denies all knowledge of the crime. Denies his name as Tanner, denies him everything. And Captain Norris continues to throw questions at him. Well, if your name isn't Tanner, you're not from Oakland, then who are? It doesn't make any difference. My name's not Tanner. How do you explain this picture of you in the detective magazine? I don't. How do you explain this bulletin I found in our files with a description of you in it marked water for murder? That's not me. How long do you think you can get away with this bluff, Tanner? I'm not bluffing. And what's your name and where do you live? I don't know. I can't think of all these questions. You don't have to think to tell me. I don't. You I don't. don't. If you're lying, I don't. You don't what? I don't. I don't remember. Your name is Tanner, isn't it? Yes. No, it's not Tanner. Lewis Tanner. And you murdered your wife and left your three kids deserted in Oakland. Didn't you? Yes. Yes, I did. I, I can't tell any more questions. I don't want a piece of pipe. I'm sorry I couldn't help, but I have to tell her. Tanner was returned to Oakland, where he signed a full confession of the brutal crime. On April 22, 1936, he was convicted of murder by a jury of seven men and women. Two weeks later, Judge Frank M. Ogden of Alameda County sentenced him to the death penalty. An appeal to the California Supreme Court was denied in October, sealing the death warrant for Lewis Tanner murdering. 
And Eddie Swanson, the 13-year-old boy responsible for the arrest, was awarded the sum of $100 for his alert. So ends the case of Oakland's famous murder. No matter what the age or make of your motor car, it deserves a fitting lubrication. Resolve to give it the finest you can buy during 1937. Resolve to use only Sinclair motor oil conducive. Go to your nearest independent wheel grinder dealer and ask for Sinclair, Pennsylvania, or Sinclair Opaline. Two of the most completely de-waxed, de-jellied motor oils you can buy. And if you haven't tried real grinder cracked gasoline, you have a pleasant surprise in store for you. This quicker starting, faster accelerating, greater mileage gasoline will give you a new conception of performance, police car performance. That flashing type of performance for police cars, fire engines, and ambulances of Los Angeles, Oakland, and many, many other cities and counties getting their emergency equipment. Important changes in Calling All Cars radio schedules are explained in Calling All Cars News. Get a free copy tomorrow from your independent Leo Grande dealer. Thank you.